Welcome to the Urban Doctor. My name is Darren Bartlett, and I want to say thank you so much for always tuning in to have conversations about our health. Now, um, we are going to be handling a conversation that has gone on for years uh, in, in Uganda, of course, and the world you know, generally, and this is HIV AIDS, and we know that uh, we celebrate the World AIDS Day every 1st December, but we have to start the conversations before, not only wait for those days when everyone now comes out to have a ribbon and talk about HIV. And in the studio, I have a gentleman called Emmanuel Lurandi, if I get the name right, and he's the gentleman we're going to be discussing about the status of HIV AIDS in Uganda. How are you doing today? Um, first of all, let's understand, why do we even celebrate World AIDS Day? <laughs> um, I really wouldn't call it a celebration. Oh, commemorate. Say, but mm-hmm. we commemorate. Yeah, sorry, I changed my um, language. Yeah, yeah. so we, we have to, to understand the fact that um, we've really gone through a lot yeah. with HIV as a country. Of course, uh, it's not limited to us as a country in Uganda per se. It is a global issue, mm-hmm. and so we cannot put a, keep a deaf ear on the consequences and the effects this HIV has caused to the population mm. in, in Uganda and across the globe. Yeah, so that's the reason we have to keep remembering uh, all the issues we've had around HIV. Okay. Yes. All right. I, I, I want us to you know bring it home, and um, recently on a Monday that New Vision had statistics about, uh, I mean, on how severe HIV is or AIDS in, in, in Uganda. And we had uh, statistics that showed that girls and boys below, between 15 and 19 are experiencing a high rate, and also the older generation, that is 45 and, and above, that HIV is now in those brackets. What is spiking this? Um, we've had quite um, a lot of initiatives around HIV. Yeah. Um, the president of Uganda has really been at the forefront of the fight against HIV pandemic in Uganda. Mm-hmm. And I, we've had a lot of um, awards uh, related to our fight on HIV. However, um, in the process, especially with uh, COVID-19, We've had a lapse, and um, we seem to have forgotten about HIV per se. Because um, when COVID came in, it seemed to be like the new kid on the block, and uh, all the attention shifted to to COVID-19. So uh, that gave HIV again an opportunity to really re-engage itself, reorganize, and come back again to haunt us. So uh, we've really had a good stride. We've been having a good fight against HIV, but this is work in progress and we have to keep talking about this. So um, like the story you're relating to, there are again new, very many new cases that have emerged again. And of course, this is only relating to one thing because the main, the main, main transmission model that is known to everyone of HIV is majorly the sexual channel. It's the main main line, mm. though there are other, other, other ways, other ways people virus, are yeah. acquiring HIV. And when you look at that story, there is, you can look at the age bracket, nine, 15 to 19. These are um, 
that is the puberty, the, 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 the kids turning into adolescents. Mm -hmm. And they tend to have that urge to have, to have sex. Unfortunately, most of these are having this kind of engagement or indulgence uh, without doing, going through the rightful, uh, I would say without testing. I wouldn't say it is right for a 15 year old to have sex, mm -hmm. but it is happening. We cannot run it away is, from it. It, it. It's a fact on ground. Yeah, it's a fact mm -hmm. on the ground. And now this is the conversation that we must have as a country around this. Because um, when you see there's a 15 to 19, and then there are those, they, again, they change to above 45. Mm. So meaning we're having cross-generation sex, sex of sorts. Mm. And mm. this could actually, this could be one of the attributing factors to the increase in the transmission of HIV in our population again. Yeah, so, um, so this is actually washing down the efforts that have really, that we've so far and the achievements that we've done. Okay. As that we have had as a country. So it is now time again to rediscuss as we, uh, we commemorate, as we, we, we prepare ourselves to commemorate the, the HIV day. Uh, Emmanuel, since the 80s, there have yeah. been different campaigns yes. um, to discourage people from having unprotected sex and trying to fight HIV AIDS. Uh, we, we came to a point where we had ABC campaigns. We, we, but it looks like now, recently I've heard of an injectable you know, PrEP kind of thing, or PEP, PrEP, it's PrEP, I PrEP, think, yes. yeah. So there's, there's that that is being introduced on the market, there are things like PrEP and so on. You would think that the curve should be going down, but now from the conversation you're having, it looks like it's actually going up. What, what are we doing wrong uh, and so that we correct that before we get into a mess? Um, as a country, one of the, um, the biggest challenge it's not a challenge, but uh, okay, I'll call it a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, we have the youngest population. Mm. And um, at times, advising this population is quite not so easy. So we have to keep reminding these people about the HIV again. Mm. So, yes, there have been efforts which have been there, and they achieved the, the results from those efforts uh, really have been evident, mm -hmm. yeah. So, but then all all that we are seeing right now is a lapse again. We are just falling back, but not that the efforts which have been there before didn't yield. They did yield, and uh, if you look at the statistics in the 1980s, vis-a-vis -vis what we have now, if we had continued from the 1980s the way it was, maybe we wouldn't be having a single human being in this country. Mm -hmm. So. Yes, there were, the efforts have been there. There, were, there have been so many initiatives in place that have yielded to their cause. But of course, we are human beings. We keep, uh, we keep changing. There is a lot that is changing in our society. So that also calls for more efforts now to, 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 to manage, one, uh, the kind of information that we have around HIV, because um, as you realize, if you're living in the same population I live in, there are some people who, st who still believe that actually HIV is no longer a problem. Mm -hmm. These are guys, these are some of the reasons now that we are seeing, again, a, a new rise 
in the HIV cases. There are some people who um, who have different myths around HIV mm -hmm. and around the way it is transmitted. So people have find all ways of uh, not doing the right thing around HIV and they are the ones now, uh, I would say, spoiling all the efforts that have been put in the fight against HIV. When we talk about the fight, I think one of the things that I know is that there should be access to information, but also access to the other methods such as PrEP, uh, you know, condoms, uh, PEP, and how accessible are these, um, I don't know how, well, how to call them, but how accessible are these um, ways of preventing the spread of HIV available for the people? Um, I will start with, with, with the, the first part of it, awareness, the knowledge. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of information available around HIV. There's a lot of research that has been done. There are a lot of media campaigns that have been run. And at least we've achieved some level of awareness uh, about HIV in the population. Um, when it comes to the issue of access, um, the government of Uganda with other partners that are involved in the fight against HIV are doing a commendable job. And um, access to these devices and tools that can help in the, the fight against HIV actually already available in our population. If you visited the hotel, you realize um, most of the hotels you find they have put uh, this purchase where I put free condoms. Oh, free condoms. Yes, mm. where people can access them. Um, they are, the aspect of testing for HIV is free mm -hmm. across the, the country. From Azla's Health Center 2, Health Center 3, to the, the national hospitals, free of charge. So someone can easily walk to these places and do the testing. Then, uh, as of course we notice and uh, the, the research being done and of course learning the behavior of our, the population, new methods have really been invented mm -hmm. to assist in the fight against HIV. The self-test kits being one of them. Mm -hmm. So they are, they, they are free self-test kits available in uh, literally all the public hospitals, free of charge. And then we also have um, these uh, self-testing devices, which have been approved by uh, Ministry of Health and WHO to do self-testing for HIV. Uh, so we have the free ones in public places, the, go the government hospitals, and then we have the private, or the ones that you can purchase from literally all the pharmacies. We have uh, also added other options where this can be accessed, the online platforms like Jumia. Someone can order for a self-test HIV test kit online, online, shop, yeah. and it's delivered to them. Uh, um, we are also we've also engaged the supermarkets. So okay, yes. Yeah, so the the issue of accessibility is really being uh, uh, dealt with as much as possible. So someone shouldn't really have uh, a reason why they should indulge in unsafe. Uh, sexual practices exposing themselves to HIV because these devices and gadgets and all they are readily available and accessible to actually how I wish you had a, a, a sample for demonstration of course not taking my blood but <laughs> that, that I hear them and, and I'll be honest with you that I've heard of some of them but I've not seen 
how they actually work because I've gone for the option of of the blood. Yeah, draw the blood. Uh, how easy are they to use apart from, of course, the other option that is there to draw blood? How easy are the other methods? Um, the away from the blood, the only approved or soft test kit available is Oraquick and uh, is supplied by Human Diagnostics Uganda. This is available in all the public facilities, mm. the pharmacies I was talking about, the supermarkets, and the online platforms. So these uh, kits have been approved, they have been tested. Um, they first came to Uganda around 2016, and they had to go through the validation process because before these kits are used in the market, they have to go through a process of testing, mm -hmm. make sure that one, they're accurate, they give us accurate correct results. Mm -hmm. Two, they, uh, the usability, how user-friendly are they? And so all these were done mm -hmm. in our, 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 our country, in Uganda, and it, uh, in 2019, a report was uh, issued and Ministry of Health approved this, the use of this test kits because they had passed the, the accuracy part and also the issue of usability. So these are user-friendly kits and someone doesn't have to worry about the pricks that you were talking about earlier. So it is just a simple test kit that you do your test within just 20 minutes. So uh, the, the thing around it is someone should at least wait to do the test uh, 30 minutes after eating. Okay. Yeah, because that's one of the issues we've had. Someone should at least wait 30 minutes after eating or drinking something. Then, when uh, you're going to do the test, uh, this is a normal based kit, but it's not testing saliva per se. There's uh, blood flowing around our gums. I think when you have a wound on your gum, you can see blood you coming out. Coming, yeah. So blood is flowing around our gums. So there is, as it is flowing, it doesn't come out, if, unless if you have a wound. Mm. So there's a small liquid that keeps coming out as the blood is passing around the gum. So it is that liquid. That at times people, yes, at times people wish to call it that, like a gum is sweating, sort of. So as blood is passing by, there's a very small liquid that keeps coming out of the gum. So it's the one we are interested in. So you swab the upper gum once on using one side of the, the test device because it has a very soft part that you pass on the gum. Once one, one move on the left, then you move the opposite side on the lower right. gum put it in its buffer because it comes with everything inside, keep it inside and wait for 20 minutes and you'll have your results ready within just 20 minutes. Speaking of results, you know, now the most difficult bit yes. um, most people go through is to actually get the results. Mm -hmm. When now those results come out, unfortunately, mm -hmm. if you find yourself positive, that is where the, the challenge starts from. So, how you know, talk to a, a viewer mm. who has just used that kit yes. and have found themselves in that position. What next? Um, one thing I want to tell you is um, to all our viewers HIV testing is done in phases. Okay. Okay. That is um, well using the soft test kits 
and also using the the blood based test kits in the hospital yeah. it's done in phases so we always have the first test that we do okay so after doing that test if it tests negative then that person is negative but that is if someone has used the kit the right way the right way mm-hmm. yes because at, at times someone may not do the test may the right way the and then mm-hmm. doesn't follow the instruction then they will say that the kit has given them wrong results but if someone has done this test the right way and they get a negative results following the instructions that are read available in the kit in uh, about f- now in four local languages mm-hmm. it has luganda it has uh, actually mm-hmm. langi it has nyankole um, and it also has english so with if someone and then the also visual aids mm. okay to guide on even if someone is not able to exactly read at least there are visual aids that they help aid them to see to do to do the test mm. so equally even the hospital we do the same thing mm. they are, there's always that first test mm-hmm. so if the test is positive we recommend don't panic Okay. There is a possibility that the positive results is not entirely positive. Because um we are exposed to a lot of other conditions, okay, that could interfere in the reading of the result. Mm. One of them is if someone has not done the test right. Mm. Yeah? Someone may not do the test right if they didn't wait for the time we talked about the 30 minutes. and they get a positive result it may actually be a wrong result but in case you test positive and you've done this test the right way one there's a number on that kit on the kit a toll-free line and it has um, you call and people, they are able to guide you on what to do next okay anytime you call there are people ready available to listen to you set of free number mm. if you don't wish to call that number you at least everywhere we are there's always a nearby health facility mm. available so even after testing positive we recommend you go to the hospital for further testing okay so now from the hospital they will do other tests also in order that confirm that actually you hiv positive mm. then from the hospital because uh, you see when you're doing the test from home even if it was actually positive as in positive they we want to, to make sure that if you've tested positive you managed so you go to a nearby health facility public or private but of course the free services are mainly in public facilities so they will go ahead and retest and from there if the test still comes out positive then they will connect you to care mm. that is the management where it's managed from yes okay um emmanuel no, we've run out of time i don't know, unfortunately but um we we can come back and do a series towards um you know the 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 day we commemorate uh world aids day okay. uh, so let's continue with the series let's talk about managing hiv let's talk about uh, you know the whole process so that we don't scare the public my name is Darren Butlet i'll see you next week <laughs>